Hi everyone, welcome to today's Truth by Bella's podcast episode. So I'm super excited as we're in season two, we are focusing on relationships. And as I said, even on Instagram, my friends would definitely agree that this is my favorite topic to talk about because relationships can be coming in in different aspects, whether it's your romantic relationship, your working relationship, and different kinds of relationships. So With that being said, today I'm super excited. I have a special guest with me, Michelle Apples. And Michelle and I came across each other. We met on a panel discussion that we were talking about dating in the pandemic. And I know we've all been through the pandemic, so I'm pretty sure you can relate to that. So it was definitely an awesome discussion to be on there. So you can search it up on YouTube on under One Faith Podcast and just check them out. But today's conversation, I want Michelle to just even introduce herself. So hey, Michelle, welcome, welcome in. Thanks so much for having me. Um, So great to be here and just be able to share and talk with you today. My name is Michelle Apples. I'm a matchmaker and dating coach in the Christian world. And I also host my own podcast as well called An Apple a Day, which is all about relationships and dating and singleness. So yeah, such a pleasure to be here. Awesome. So you guys did hear Michelle. She she said that matchmaking in the Christian realm. So which is really awesome, because that's not something that we necessarily hear about. Either we have our friends as matchmakers, or sometimes our pastors or our leaders try to matchmake us, or we we become our own matchmakers. So just to hear a matchmaker in that um, arena on in terms of bringing people together, which is very important. So as we're going to start off with that, Michelle, I wanted to know what got you into matchmaking, if you don't mind sharing with us. Yeah. Oh, it's been such a just like crazy turn of events. I feel like God is such a redeemer. And so growing up, I was really around a lot of toxic relationships. I And then I felt my own patterns of relationships become very toxic when I was at an early age as well. And you know, God really just took me under his wing. He put me around really great people. He put me in jobs that I really had to connect people. He showed me that one of the gifts he gave me was a gift of really just connection and, you know, getting around such amazing, positive relationships. I just like was able to see like healthy relationships and, and I just had such a passion for helping singles in the church. I feel like the single world isn't really talked about a lot in the church. Singles often get left out. Singles often feel like they're misplaced because they aren't in their married season. And I think it's just such a shame. Like if you read the Bible, it says it's better to be single than married. If you look at Jesus's life, if you look at Paul's life in the Bible, they were single throughout their entire ministry. And, you know, they did work for the kingdom. So I think there's just so much value in your single season and so much value into connecting people into really healthy relationships. So I just love connecting people. That is amazing. You said a key thing that I kind of want to speak about is how you can be very content in your singleness. And that's something I think even me and you were even speaking about that on even when you're single, you learn so much things like as well as you learn things in relationships as well. So like you're able to just pick up on certain things, you're able to learn yourself. And as we were even speaking about, like within your podcast as well, was that importance of waiting when you're waiting, you are also dating yourself in that period as well. So that is something that I think a lot of people kind of forget about that. 
like they look at the relationship status instead of what they necessarily need to get done. So um, touching on the matchmaking part of your life, how, like how has that like made an impact on how you necessarily date? when it comes to being Yeah, absolutely. I think like one thing I really see is that people don't invest in relationships. You know, we invest in every area of our life. We want to learn something. We go take a class. We want to get fit. We go get a gym membership. We want to, you know, eat healthy. We go buy healthy food. And so we invest in so many other areas of our lives, but we never really invest in dating and relationships and really learning about relationships. I think one big thing that I've really learned is as I continue to grow and learn about different relationships and I get around industry experts and I read great relationship books Mm -hmm. and watch great relationship sermons, I'm constantly getting a wealth of knowledge and wisdom to really impact my own dating life. I think that has set my standard up higher. God's really given me a vision for my relationship in the future. So it's helped me to not settle for second best because I know God's best is like, the ultimate goal. So I think just having the knowledge, uh, it knowledge is power. And God has really given me wisdom when it uh, comes to my own dating life now because of working with singles, working in the dating space and getting to see what other people are doing and kind of being able to um, look from an outside point of view. That's good. I, I even love hearing that. So I'm going to even speak on your experience as being a matchmaker. Have you always matched up Christians from the beginning? No. So I really got started um, in the single space when I started hosting events for single people. So I would uh, execute, organize and plan 35 events a month for single people. So I met so many singles. From there, I got to plan like weekend getaways. We'd go camping for weekends. We'd go to Whistler, go snowboarding or different weekend trips. And then from there, I also hosted international trips for single people. So um, at that point, it wasn't just Christians, um, but it was cool to see how people really connected. And, uh, you know, people that met each other at my events, went on to get engaged or married or have kids or buy houses together, um, which was just, uh, it was so amazing to see. And I still keep seeing like the fruit from that. Mm -hmm. And so from there, I started working at another matchmaking agency, which again, wasn't just for Christians, but I really felt just this passion for Christian singles, especially because I feel like there isn't really a space for them. And that people don't really talk about the real life things that like, as a single Christian, we go through, Um, we're not told how to date in church culture or Christian culture. We're not we don't talk about the things that you know, should be talked about. And and they are just kind of like, Oh, we don't want to deal with it. So we'll just kind of like bury it and not actually bring it up. So I just really wanted to create a space for Christian singles. And and it was just where my passion really lay. So I yeah, so from there, I just started working with more Christians and felt like I was drawn to to work with more Christians and more Christians were drawn to me because obviously that is who I am and I'm rooted in that. So it was almost like a safety place for them to feel like I understood them. Yeah. I love that because even one thing I hear as you're speaking is you identifying what your purpose was and what you do. And I know like when we were even having our pre-conversation, like when you said the gift of connection, I got super excited because I'm like, that's what I do as well. Like even in the arena of being like an event coordinator or when I'm working 
with people is just that connection of bringing people together and not everyone is graced to do that like sometimes it may be awkward but you have to think outside of the back the box and think about what impact am I making in this moment and another thing I want to touch upon is the culture so (laughs) I do agree with you sometimes that the church do ignore singles there's not really much that's happening for singles it's more of we look at the married couples and we kind of put them on a slightly pedestal that's not for every church but like we sometimes put a married couples on a pedestal because but we have to understand that we it's important for the church to also address different things you'll go through in your singleness because once you before you come with another person you're an individual so I think that we kind of forget about that but one thing that kind of even helped me learn more about the importance of relationship was watching relationship goals with Mike Todd Mm -hmm. and that was literally a blessing in 2017 have you had the chance to watch that and if so like what were some key things that you took I've watched it time and time again I recommend it to all my friends honestly I love Michael Todd I love what he's doing I love his ministry. I love that, you know, I feel like um, I actually had this discussion with someone last night where a lot of pastors just almost pretend to be perfect and pretend like they don't have real life problems. Um, Michael Todd is just so relatable because he's so upfront and honest about things he's going through, things he's struggling with, things he has struggled with in the past. And he really opened the framework to have discussions um, about relationship, about being single, about sex, which doesn't Mm. get talked about in the church, about so many different things that felt so shameful, that felt so um, just like this topic that you couldn't talk about when it came to churches. And he really opened up that can of worms and did it so gracefully. And God really anointed him in that. And so many people have been impacted from his um, initial relationship goals uh, videos, but then also the Reloaded series and now Look, so I love, I absolutely love Michael Todd and what he's doing um, in the ministry and just how he is, just what he always says. He's a hot church, humble, open, and transparent. And just, I love that because I feel like more churches need to be that way and stop putting this perfection around it because you see so many pastors now starting to fall. And when we put them in this, you know, box or we put them on this pedestal, we put them in this perfect category while we all struggle we all fall short of the glory of God so um, when we start doing that it just really I think it makes leaders and pastors feel like Mm -hmm. they can't receive that same grace and I get that they are held to a higher standard but I think being able to share about your struggles in a safe way just helps other people to be able to relate relate back to you as well so yeah Michael Todd's relationship goals if anyone hasn't watched it I highly recommend it especially yes, um, definitely watch. I, I recommend it actually a lot to like my secular friends that um, are struggling in relationships because he is so relatable in a way that isn't just forcing the Christian culture down people's throat or uh, like forcing Jesus down people's throat. But he's just like, Hey, these are the facts. And, and he includes Jesus in all of it, but it's a way that's also relatable to people who may have left the church for various reasons or people that have never heard about God or never kind of grown up in that, in that Christian culture. 
I want to just even kind of like hop in and just kind of as you're speaking, I'm thinking about the word relationship. And it's kind of like being able to relate, being able to connect with whoever's around you. And I feel like sometimes when we get saved as Christians, but like it gets to a point where we're like, we kind of forget about how our past was. And we're like this new creation. I understand that in the word it says that once you get in contact with God, you are new. You are a new creature um, in him. But sometimes God puts us through certain situations in our lives so whenever we come across someone that is in that similar situation we know how to minister to them we know how to bring them closer to the word we know how to get them to that point of having a better relationship because we can share the lessons that we learn and I've definitely learned a lot like even with my podcast like just emphasizing and just kind of even highlighting certain things that I've learned because everything that the Lord puts in my head for me to share on, I'm like, okay, God, you know, like I definitely can bring from this experience that I went through. So I love how you even said that with your own experiences being a matchmaker, you're able to take key things as well back with you. You are able to just even think about how does this help you in your walk? How does this help you to relate to people? And you don't lose that relation with them as well. Like even with Mike Todd on how he delivers his message. And I think we were even talking about that as well was that he delivers it in a way that we're able to relate to him mm-hmm. and it's not like hey you're speaking like um shakespeare they understand exactly like what you're saying so i really love that what do you think on the term of dating versus courting um dating versus courting i mean i love the idea of courtship i feel like yeah. if i could live back in the, the old days like i would i would in a heartbeat I feel like people are really lazy with dating and I feel like people are very passive with dating and I feel like people are not intentional with dating and that has shifted dating culture to have a lot of people that are not getting the success that they're wanting in relationships because no one is doing the work. No one is actually intentionally you know when I think it goes back to technology is you have a hundred other people at the swipe out of a button, right? So why do I have to court this one person? Why do I have to be intentional with getting to know this person in front of me when there's a 100 other people out there? But then, you know, you get the other side of it where, yeah, it seems like great to have a 100 other people. But then by the time you get through 10 of them, you're already fatigued. And so I wish people were more intentional with dating and had that idea of courtship of really courting someone, getting to know the person in front of them and stop looking for the next best thing out there. That is good. I think about the word, even like the two different words. So when you are dating, my pastor always says this, is that necessarily you're gaining information, you're gaining data. And with it, I feel like even the culture has kind of shifted dating as, oh, I'm trying this out to see if I really want to get to that stage of honestly being with you. So that's why I'm asking you, because maybe if you can like probably share, not really go into much detail, but on like what ha- what are some things that you've seen when your singles have come to you on when they're looking for their specific partner? Like what are some key things that they share with you that are kind of red flags or things that you feel like maybe they should approach in a different way? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest one that I see is people come in with this idea in their head or this criteria, this list, as Michael Todd would say, rip up your list. And um, I think that couldn't be more true because people, there is so much more to people than a profile. 
There's so much more to people than a picture on a, on a piece of paper. And people can't see the depth of someone else by looking at a profile. And so I really encourage people to just be more open. Start dating people you would not intentionally usually date. Like so if you usually date blondes, start dating brunettes. If you start, if you usually date one race, start opening yourself up to different ones. Because the thing is over the success of people I've matched up and like the people that have actually really gone on to have successful relationships, most of them would look at me and say, this was not my type. I wouldn't have expected this because there is so much more to human beings than surface level nonsense that we tend to look at when we're dating. So I'd say that's number one, just get to know someone and, and being able to put yourself out there as well. And not not be like, oh, well, especially in Christian culture, I feel like the number one thing is people say, oh, well, that's not my wife. Oh, well, she may be a year or two old. My wife would not be that. And it's like, stop looking at this person as your wife. You don't have all that information to make that decision yet. And that's why you date before you get married. That's why you date before you get engaged to gauge that information. And so I think it's just stop looking at dating like, oh, I'm going to marry this person and start looking at dating as like, hey, I'm going to learn more about this person who's sitting across from me. I'm also going to learn more about myself in the process. And I'm going to enjoy this. Um, I think people put way too much pressure on dating. I think that people go into dating and, and start talking about all things emotional really fast. And it's like, we're not there yet. I don't know you enough for this. And it start it just scares people off. So when you go in and just say, Hey, I'm going to have a good time. I'm going to meet some great people. If we connect, we connect. If we don't, well, maybe we'll end up being friends or maybe it'll be that person who connects me with the next person or my future person. And you just don't know. So I just say, put yourself out there, have fun with dating. Stop putting the pressure on dating of this has to be my future spouse. And also just let know people as they are rather than this list or criteria that you have uh, this idea in your head. I'm like over here smiling because you said a lot of key things that I was even speaking about in season one. And one of my episodes, I was talking about choosing your purpose over your preference. And I feel like a lot of times we settle for what we want. Like we want somebody that is six feet tall, you know, that has six figures, that has so much. And my pastor lies. He's like, he's like, when you think about 666, like you want a person with six packs, you want somebody that's six feet tall and has six figures. That's basically an antichrist. Like, no, that is not, that is not where we're going to go. So we always laugh at that, but he is actually speaking facts because sometimes we want this ideal person person but most of the times like the couples that I've seen when I hear their stories that have like the godly relationships they always end up with somebody that they necessarily didn't expect that they'll be with and it's because God is like yeah I hear what you're saying but that's not what I necessarily have for you and I think that sometimes we forget that literally the person that holds the plans to our life is really God you know we can make you know suggestions here and there but at the end of the day like we're following the curriculum that God has for us and we have to like truly surrender and allow him just to like lead us in that way I was even talking about that even earlier was saying that I've learned so much in trusting God because I had to surrender and I was like you know what as much as I am as a planner I'm like you know I gotta get this done by this time and stuff if God says no, who am I to be like, I'm still going to do it because um, sometimes it will get to a point of just playing that role of like, once I do take that step that 
God already said no. Then when I go through it and it doesn't go that certain way, then I'll go back to him and be like, oh God, why didn't this happen? And like sometimes that happens so much times, but it's all a learning process, something that we're definitely all learning as individuals. But I want to know, Michelle, what would you say to encourage a person that is necessarily looking for a relationship before anything? Like what would you encourage a Christian single that is looking Yeah, I'd say first off, like pray about it, but don't just pray for your future spouse, like pray, like pray that they find who they're looking for. Because when you take it off on you, like, you know, so often we're such me focused people, right? Like what I want, what I want, but like, just pray for your future spouse, pray, pray that God just takes you exactly where you need to be right now in the season, not necessarily where you want to be and goes back to what you said, not what I want but what I need, because God will take you through so many lessons that you need to learn before you reach to that person. And I can say from experience, like before my last relationship, I was single for five years. And it was such a beautiful time that yes, there were struggles in it. And yes, there was moments of loneliness, but there were so many lessons that God needed to teach me. And I needed to know who I was in him first and foremost, to be able to be healthier in relationships moving forward. And in that time, he showed me vision of my future relationship that not only raised my standard of what my future relationships look like, but also made me not settle for second best because of that. He also taught me, you know, my identity lies in him so that when I do get with that person, I'm already fully myself. I'm already fully whole. I'm not looking for a person to fill those voids. I'm not looking for a person to just like come along for the ride and and fulfill these things in me. It's like, no, God's already fulfilled those things in me because I took the time to really work on myself, build my relationship with him, draw near to him, ask him to heal areas of my life that were hindering my future relationship. And so, you know, and there's just so much purpose in your single season. And when you try to rush out of your single season, God has so much for you right in this season. And when you change your mindset, you change everything. When you go from a mindset of uh, I'm without, I'm without a spouse, I'm without marriage, I'm without that person, you know, then you're always going to have a negative experience. But when you change your mindset to God's teaching me so much in this season, God's preparing me for something, God's giving me purpose God's giving me vision God's like I'm able to use this time to draw near to him with no other distractions then you get a you know a a mindset of abundance because you're you're grasping at that and so just just really be thankful for the season that you're in know that God is good that God knows the desires of your heart he's not withholding from you he's protecting you from something and Um, to prepare you for something even better. So when you, again, operate in a mindset of positive thinking, of knowing that God is a God of of goodness, of strength, of mercy, of grace, then, you know, you're able to really embrace the sea. And I love even like that advice as well. Even what you said earlier that you can have fun. Like it shouldn't be something that's boring. Um, When you're single, find different ways of like probably travel the world, meet different people from all over online offline like you have the opportunity to do so and also one thing that just even popped in my head was that don't necessarily go looking like I feel like when you go looking you find what you don't really want so I think when you're in position and understanding that 
I have something I need to get done, your person may come along in that moment or in that time. So just be vigilant on that, but also being prayerful as well, like inviting God in, being transparent as well. So with the hot conversation, like Mike Todd always says, is just being humble, open, and just be transparent as well with God. Like you should be open, like, okay, God, if I'm single, what is going on? You know, like having that conversation because he wants to know what you think. He wants you to have that conversation, especially in prayer. Like, so that's very important. Michelle, I just want to say one more thing. I love that you said that because every conversation that depending on the person is going to be different. Yeah. No two relationships, no two situations look the same. So, you know, for one person, it may be a matter of like, no, this is a waiting season and God has you here for a reason to teach you something. But for someone else, it may be like, no, God wants you to actually get out there, put yourself out there because you've been sitting there, you know, faith without works is dead. So yeah. you could be sitting in your house every day praying, God, give me a husband, but you're not going out and doing anything about it and not yeah. actually putting yourself out there to meet people, to connect. And God might be like, okay, start moving. So every conversation, depending on your situation, is going to be different. So don't look at the person beside you and be like, oh, well, like what's God telling them right now? Mm. Because every journey is different. Yeah. Even uh, I'm going to add, because this, oh my gosh, I'm just getting so excited. So I'm going to add in as well is if someone comes into the picture, don't automatically think that they're your future spouse. Like give them a time to be your friend and get to know them. Cause I think that sometimes what the church does, like if they see a male and a female talking, like, are they like, is, is there everything okay? Are they getting to know each other? Like what if they're just having a conversation, like literally just getting to know each other. So I think that just because if you come across another person of the opposite sex, they're not automatically your partner. Like maybe this is someone that God has assigned you to like work with. Maybe this is someone that can help you get to a stage on where you need to get to in life so just be open-minded the transparency part is very important and I think that I thought about the whole concept of how we have love languages and we think about our relationship but that love language as well can be applied to God so with that I know like I'll definitely explain more. We have to think about things that we want in our partner. You have to look at that same relationship with God. So if you want somebody that is supported, like how can you lean to God for that support? How can, if you want someone to love you, how are you loving on God? How are you sharing what he's doing on you? So you can't just expect and not necessarily give out as well. So that's one thing I wanted to close on. But Michelle, I want to thank you so much for coming to today's episode. Um, it was a pleasure even having you and just hearing your thoughts and I pray that anyone that listens to this podcast today is truly blessed because if a matchmaker is telling you listen she knows what she's talking about so it's a definitely key things and like all glory belongs to God at the end of the day because without him we won't be able to do what we necessarily need to do and have those important conversations so Michelle where can people find you and connect with you thank you so much for having me you can find me on Instagram it's just an apple a day on Spotify Apple or anywhere else that podcasts are released awesome so I'm definitely gonna tag Michelle um when this and then you guys can connect with her thank you so much have you you guys have a blessed day and i pray may the lord bring whoever you need in your life when it comes to relationship partnerships may he literally bless and just open the door for you okay so bye have an awesome day you guys